0: Hey, Avenues, and welcome to our first episode of the Photography Roundtable, a series where myself and fellow photographers answer common questions related to various photography genres. I'm Pedro, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. It doesn't matter if you're a seasoned photographer or a distant admirer of the art, we hope you stay with us to listen. Today we've got a super cool episode lined up. I'm sitting down with fellow photographer, student, and today's special guest, Nika Wilkerson, to share our experiences with the crazy world of street photography and to answer your burning questions.
1: Hey everyone, I'm super excited to be here today and answer your questions. Street photography is one of my favorite genres of photography and it can definitely be a little crazy at times, but it's still lots of fun to document the phenomenon of human interactions out in public. I started a couple years ago and it's become a passion of mine since.
0: That's cool. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about street photography? What is it and why are you so drawn to it?
1: Street photography is the documentation of everyday life and a way to capture human interactions out in public. It's also a fantastic way to go and explore the city. Um, I've explored more of New York through photography and going out to find cool landscapes and uh, interesting people to photograph than I have um, without
0: it. That's a great definition, Nico. Um, I also would like to add on, for me, it's also, you know, taking photos of of moments that seem kind of average and mundane, but when you really frame your camera in a specific way, you can make those moments seem like pretty extraordinary. And I think that's the beauty of the genre. And I think that kind of leads us into today's first question, which is what gear do you use?
1: Good question. My gear is pretty simple. I use an Olympus Stylus SH-50, which is just a really simple point-and-shoot camera. Uh, it has a fixed lens, it's very user-friendly, and it's the camera that I take with me day-to-day. And if I want to go for some really professional-looking, high-quality shots, I will go for my Sony a6000, uh, which has a 50 millimeter lens.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I have heard of the Sony A6000 series, and those are pretty great cameras. It's also great that you mentioned that you use more than one type of camera because, you know, there's a lot of flexibility in the sort of gear you can use. I think, like, nowadays with, like, the latest, like, iPhone 15, that phone has, like, three different, like, lenses apparently. It's, like, and I, I think that's, that would make it, like, a really viable um, street photography camera. And, yeah, like, that versatility um, is, like, really useful when you're out and about, and like you said, point and shoots, those are also really great. Um, I had the chance to use one of my friends' camera. Um, and it was actually like a really nice break for my regular like bulky camera that I always carry around. It was really easy to use, but still got like pretty good photos. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, I do use a Nikon D750 with a 50 millimeter lens. And that just means that my lens sort of looks like what the human eye sees, which gives it a really natural look. Thanks
1: for sharing your setup. Adding on to what you were saying before, though, I do want to emphasize the difference in size and weight for those different categories of cameras. For example, something really lightweight and compact, um, which is something that I prioritize, a really simple point-and-shoot camera with a fixed lens is a great option. It's also a very great introductory camera because it's very user-friendly. And for people who aren't afraid of standing out with their camera, sounds like you're one of them then a really big uh, fancy camera is also a really great option but back to your setup could you tell us a little more about it yeah of course I can
0: Um, and yeah like you said my setup isn't you know particularly small it's small enough that it's not like super annoying to carry around all day but at the same time it still gives me like the advanced like autofocus and exposure capabilities that those cameras tend to have But yeah, that being said, think about what your priorities are. Like do you prioritize size and weight or like do you prefer having like very advanced features? And there's going to be trade-offs and sacrifices with different setups. So that's something to keep in mind. For sure. That's why I
1: use a really simple point-and-shoot camera because I prioritize discretion, having something lightweight and also something very user-friendly.
0: Yeah, that's a very valid reason. And I've seen your photos and it definitely works great for you. Anyways, changing the subject a bit, I know we briefly spoke about lenses, why don't you you tell me more about the lenses you use and why? I haven't played
1: around that much with different lenses. The camera that I use most often just has a fixed lens, but I'd say the lens that you choose really depends on what kind of things you're shooting. So if you're interested in portraiture, then the lens you use is going to be completely different than if you're going for more landscape shots.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. Like you said for portraits, your lens is typically going to be, you know, really zoomed in and it's going to just isolate the subject, but but you can't take a you can't just take a landscape shot with that same exact lens. So, it is pretty important what lens you choose, but for the most part, I think a wide-angle lens can get you a lot of great results in a lot of different situations. Anyways, um moving on to the next question. And this is an interesting one. People ask, what's it like to take pictures of strangers on the street? Isn't it weird and kind of awkward? And before you answer, um, I'm going to actually chip in here. Yes, it definitely is, like, for me personally. um, I think, honestly, it always will be if you're not really prepared. So, now, Nico, what are some ways you avoid awkward confrontations with strangers when taking their photos? Um, One thing that I do is go
1: and ask them, and that can absolutely be very awkward, but it's also a way to avoid confrontation in case someone has a strong reaction to you taking their photos. Um, I have gotten some great portrait shots by going up and asking people and then using a discreet camera, then you don't draw as much attention to yourself and you can take some fantastic photos without any sort of confrontation or interaction with your subjects.
0: Yeah, those are some really good techniques. Um, Personally, I don't use those because... Uh, my camera is a bit on the bulkier side, so I can't exactly take photos without people, you know, not seeing me there. Um, but I do have a bit of a workaround to that. So all you have to do is just point your camera at an interesting scene and wait for the right person to pass by. By doing so, you're avoiding singling out anybody because your camera is pointed at the general scene, not a specific person. Um, it's really cool, and I've really gone. A- I've gotten a- so much great shots because of that. Um, and I've never had a confrontation, so it's a really good one. Um, if you don't want to really talk to anybody, or, or if if you want a really specific shot, um, and the worst thing that that's ever happened to me was like someone told me to get out the way because I was like um, standing in the middle of foot traffic, and I was like down by Forty Second Street. So like honestly, I should have known better. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and last question before we have to finish. As you're probably aware, there's certain ethics around photography, and especially street photography. What's something that you consider unethical in street photography? I
1: would say that this is kind of a difficult question because I probably wouldn't feel as comfortable with being photographed um, without my permission, but at the same time, there are people that are probably more vulnerable and that you should avoid entirely when doing street photography. For example... um, homeless people is definitely something to avoid especially uh, you know people that may be um, in a more vulnerable position at the moment uh, I've that's just something that I've seen other people do and I I'd, I'd say that's definitely unethical
0: yeah I definitely agree with that like homeless people should be off limits and it's actually for what I think is a really good reason um, so the way the law works is that when you're in public, you don't have a right to privacy and that's that's one of our rights in the constitution. But homeless people by definition don't have a home, so therefore they're always in public. Um so homeless people definitely deserve, you know, to have the same rights as you and I, and just because they don't have a home shouldn't mean that we should be allowed to invade, you know, their their human privacy like whenever we want. So um definitely like just to show respect to them don't take a photo of them without their permission. Uh, Like, you can always just, you can always get great photos elsewhere, and although that might be a little bit more challenging, it's also a lot more meaningful if you're able to find, like, an emotive moment without having to exploit a vulnerable state of people. And on that note, there you have it, folks. That just about wraps up our episode for today and our mini-dive into street photography. I just want to say thank you to Nico for his opinions and perspective. It really was a pleasure to have you here today.
1: Thanks, Pedro, and thanks to our listeners for taking the time to learn a little bit about the large and complicated world of street photography. As we discussed, it doesn't take much to get out there and take some great photos. Go and experiment, explore, and most importantly, be confident.
0: Those are great words of advice, Nico. And finally, before we end, treat all of your subjects with respect. Some subjects can be particularly emotive and tell powerful stories, but there are ethical limitations that we mentioned that we ought to follow.
1: Absolutely. Thank you all again for joining us, and thanks for having me here, Pedro.
0: Of course. We'll see you all next time.